What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another edition of Nikki B's Movie Corner. And we are almost there, folks. We are officially in the endgame. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, because <laughs> in just a few days, uh, well, I guess just in a few days at the time that I'm recording this, Avengers Endgame will finally be released worldwide. We are going to get the epic final conclusion of 11 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am so excited for this. And if you already if you don't have your tickets for Avengers Endgame by now, what are you doing with your life? Seriously, what are you doing with your life? Unless of course you want to, you know, uh skip it seeing the uh, opening weekend because you think it's going to be such a rush and you may not get tickets for this weekend. You might see it in the later weekend when there isn't as many people. That could possibly be the case. But nevertheless, you still have sh- you already should have your Avengers Endgame tickets by now. So I thought with this epic release coming out this week, I thought I would give you my personal top five films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. These are the films that I go back to and watch over and over and over again. The ones that are endlessly rewatchable in, for my opinion. And I know that I'm going to upset a lot of people in this list. And I'm getting a lot of people saying, where was this movie? Where was that? Blah, 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 blah. Granted, there was a lot that I had to leave off. There really hasn't been any movie in the Marvel cinematic universe that has been overtly terrible. Like there really hasn't been that one. This just like, Oh God, that was awful. They all have been pretty good for the most part. Uh, some of them, some of them are better than others. Uh, and that's always going to be the case when you have, you know, 22 films coming out in the span of 10, 11 years. So that's going to happen. Not everything you're going to do, not every film that's going to be put out during that time is going to be amazing, but they've all been pretty great for the most part. Anyway, let's not beat around the bush here. Uh, I've kind of, I haven't done a list in a while, but I felt like I had to bring out a list for this big, huge moment in cinema, in pop culture. It's Marvel. We're doing the list. So without further ado, let's get it started. Kicking off the list at number five, this actually might be a come off as a bit of a surprise to some people, but I'm putting Spider-Man Homecoming on the list. This is by far and away my favorite version of Spider-Man that we've gotten in the past 20 years i guess i guess it's almost 20 years since the first spider-man movie actually came out the first sam raimi film with toby Maguire. when did that movie come out in 2001 i think 2001 or two so it's been almost 20 years but this is my favorite version of spider-man that we've gotten thus far to me spider-man homecoming and into the spider-verse are like neck and neck for me but into the spider-verse isn't t- isn't in part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I won't lump that in with this uh, list, but Spider-Man Homecoming is absolutely a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I love what they did with the Spider-Man character in this movie. Tom Holland is actually my favorite person to ever play Spider-Man Peter Parker because he actually embodies the true nature of what Peter Parker slash Spider-Man is supposed to be. He actually... he gives the quips that you want as Spider-Man. He actually looks the part of Peter Parker because let's be honest with ourselves. Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, as much as I love those Sammy Raimi films, well, the first two, as much as I like those movies, Tobey Maguire looks like a guy in his late 20s. I mean, let's be honest. He didn't look like a total... He didn't look like a high school kid to me. Uh, but in the end, I kind of brushed that to the side because I ended up liking the 
of Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 in that franchise. Um, and Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man films, that man was almost 40. That man was in his <laughs> that man was in his 30s when he was playing Spider-Man. I mean, come on. I mean, sure, he looks young, but I mean, just those movies were just not good anyway. Those didn't really fall into the right hands. But luckily, it ended up falling into the right hands when we got Spider-Man Homecoming. This movie is absolutely entertaining. As I said before, my favorite version of the spider-man character that we've gotten this far i love tom holland's performance as the character i love michael keaton as vulture in this movie he's absolutely fantastic uh kind of interesting kind of going off of playing this time he's playing the comic book villain uh side of the spectrum as for many you know many many years ago he was the uh, he was batman so it's actually kind of interesting that way um but I thought this was a great film. And this wasn't really, this wasn't Spider-Man's introduction into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This was his standalone film. Uh, we're getting Far From Home, uh, his first uh, his first standalone movie. We're getting Far From Home later this summer, which is another one that I cannot wait for. Um, but this wasn't, as I said, this wasn't his introduction into the MCU. Um but it is, it was certainly, they had to give Spider-Man another interpretation and another incarnation. And, you know, I guess some people might be a little bit wary of the Spider-Man character by now, uh, sort of, you know, thinking like, oh, why do they keep rebooting Spider-Man and blah, 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 blah. This movie is absolutely if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, I highly recommend you do because you may not be saying be you may you may not be wary anymore uh of the fact that they keep rebooting spider-man all the time because once you see spider-man homecoming i guarantee you that they that you will not be bored by this movie this is absolutely an entertaining film and you know they didn't completely you know they kind of also wanted to stay true to what the spider-man character was while also kind of um bringing in a lot of new elements as well to kind of appeal to the, per to the people that, you know, sort of the younger generations who may or may not have heard of Spider-Man before, maybe who haven't seen the original Sam Raimi trilogy or the amazing Spider-Man films with Andrew Garfield, which you really don't need to see, but that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Um, but yeah. Uh, and as I, you know, I'm not really going to go too in depth into these movies uh, on this list because you know, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've seen almost all of the films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so, yeah, at number five, Spider-Man Homecoming. Coming in at number four, I was debating on what Avengers film I was going to be putting on this list since I had to put at least one on the list. Do I want to go with the first Avengers? Do I want to go with Age of Ultron? But in the end, I decided to go with Infinity War. If you remember my top 10 films of 2018, you might remember that I put this film in the number one spot. This was just such a great first part of the culmination of 11 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe of 22 films bringing in everybody together because they needed everyone to come together to take on Thanos. Um, you, it was such a, it, this was no small feat of a film because what the Russo brothers had to do, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, of course, the directors of this, um, of most of the big Marvel films, um, 
since uh, Captain America, the winter soldier, what they had to do is sort of, you have all of these different characters and you have all of these multiple storylines coming together for one, two and a half hour long film, wondering how, when, and you wonder like with all of these characters and all of these storylines, how is this going to make sense? How is this going to tie together? And they magically did it. This is an absolute thrill ride from beginning to end such an emotional roller coaster um i really don't need to say too much about infinity war at this point because let's be let's not kid ourselves you all have seen infinity war and you know what happens you basically know that Endgame is the remaining heroes having to patch up um ha- having to patch up the work at the end of infinity war when thanos of course snapped his fingers uh (laughs) and again not you know you you all have seen infinity war by now don't need to go into the ins and outs of everything but if you haven't seen infinity war by now what (laughs) seriously what like what why have you not seen it yet it's been a year people if you haven't seen it yet you pretty much deserve spoilers at this point but as always i'm not going to spoil anything um because I really don't need to say that much, but, um, but like I said, just seeing every character from this 11 year saga and 22 films, seeing everybody came to get come together, just put a huge smile on my face. Um, you obviously are more attached to certain characters, uh, more so than others. Uh, and you know, that may come as a negative, um, on some ends, but, um, but yeah, just what the Russo brothers did was absolutely astonishing, making everything make sense, making every character matter. Every character got his day in the sun, even if it was just for albeit briefly, um, just everything about Avengers Infinity War makes it a perfect Marvel Cinematic Universe film. And that's why I'm putting it at number four. At number three is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. If you would have told me, or if you would have asked me around the time that this movie was coming out, I would have said that this is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film that has come out thus far. Um, This is such a fun movie. God, what a fun movie. It's funny. It's action-packed. It has everything you want a summer blockbuster movie to be. And, you know this is what Marvel has been doing such a great job with doing uh, the Marvel uh, film studio. What they've been doing such a great job is, you know, taking properties that aren't necessarily known entities. I mean, who knew who Ant-Man was, who knew Dr. Strange, who knew the guardians of the galaxy. These weren't, you know, popular entities that were, known at the time by mass audiences i had no idea who the guardians of the galaxy were when i first i can remember when i first saw a trailer for this i was like who is this group who is you know i didn't know who star lord was i didn't know who groot was i didn't know uh rocket raccoon i didn't know the whole gang you know i knew captain america and the hulk and iron man you know i knew all that good stuff and i knew all of those characters before they may fold fledged movies out of those characters, but I knew nothing about the guardians of the galaxy. I remember talking to a few people when this movie came out who were freaking out by the fact that they were making, uh, that guardians of the galaxy was getting the first feature film treatment. And thank God that it did, because this is such a fun movie. Not it, not only is it such a action packed 
just overall just entertaining summer blockbuster. It is such a funny movie too. Uh, and when you sometimes interject comedy, uh, into this type of movie, it can go either way. Um, you really have to go about it the right way. So it doesn't come off so corny and cheesy, but Chris Pratt as star Lord is just absolutely note perfect. And it established him as the movie star that we know Chris Pratt today, uh, because this dude was don't let's not forget this dude was Andy Dwyer on parks and recreation and, you know, watching him on that show as funny as he was, you, you never, I mean, let's be honest. No one was ever thought, man, that guy is going to lead a summer blockbuster. <laughs> and now we've got him and guardians of the galaxy and the two Jurassic world films. So, you know, who would have, who would have thought all that, but, uh, man, oh man, guardians of the galaxy, such a, just as I said before, and I keep saying it over and over again, because uh, I do tend to repeat myself on these listening back, but God, what uh, such a fun movie and the soundtrack. Oh my God, the soundtrack. I remember going out and buying the soundtrack the moment that I saw the, the moment that I saw this film and I had every single song being stuck in my head. Uh, and it was stunned and it was edited in such a brilliant way, incorporating all of this, this seventies music uh, at various points in the film. Uh, and again, not an easy thing to do. Sometimes, you know, if you were to do it, it could feel tacked on. And in this movie, it was done fairly seamlessly. Um, and I remember just like, I remember even people who, you know, weren't necessarily kept up on all of the Marvel films going to see this movie because, you know, it was so funny and they loved the characters and you immediately got attached to them the moment that you met them and you care about what happens to them. And that's one of the things that Marvel has done so well in this span of films. Um, I, you know, the sequel's okay. Uh, volume two is an okay movie, but it, absolutely in my opinion pales in comparison to the first film guardians of the galaxy at number three and now we have come to the top two at number two captain america civil war just alone seeing i mean this whole movie could have just been the pitch of oh iron man and captain america are gonna fight in civil war and we I, we all would have been sold uh which was which more than i think about it that was the pitch that we were given with civil war um but i mean just seeing the growing tension between the two of them from the events of the previous film age avengers age of ultron seeing it come to a head in civil war was just such a joy to see just the dynamic between uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers and just, you know, the battles between them really, I really do kind of consider this to be sort of an Avengers movie um, that's not called, but it's not necessarily called an Avengers movie, if that makes any sense, because practically everybody is in this movie. Uh, almost everybody is in this movie. And another thing that I loved about this movie is we finally got the integration of both Spider-Man and Black Panther in this movie. Black Panther more so than Spider-Man. Uh, but the way that they had integrated them into this movie, knowing that they were going to get their own standalone movies and standalone stories in the future, um, 
but just getting that introduction and we got the uh, introduction to Spider-Man uh in this in this movie. Uh it was a very brief introduction, but um yeah, just the way that they fully integrated those characters. Um surprisingly have, having it being very relevant to the story. It wasn't so much like um uh, wasn't so much like a uh, like at the end of a Marvel movie there's practically a post credit scene in every single Marvel movie, but it, and it wasn't one of those things where it's like, Oh, Hey kids, guess who's going to be in the next one? Spider-Man's going to be in this next one. And you know, it just kind of doesn't really fit to the overall story. This surprisingly does fit to the central storyline of what's going on in Captain America, civil war. And really just without, um, I mean, again, you know, Iron Man and Captain America fighting. I mean, this was pretty much the movie I wanted Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice to be. And again, I'm not pitting Marvel against DC or DC against Marvel, what have you. But, you know, the I because, you know, the movie that Marvel uh, Batman v Superman ended up being was really you just saw Batman v Superman fighting within the last like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. And that was it. This was in Civil War. This was a central this is what this movie was about. This was the civil war between two of the biggest heroes in the Marvel universe. And just, just, you know, as I said, I God, I could go on and on and on about civil war. Uh, some of you might be surprised that this would be above infinity war. Um, and I was actually kind of debating on whether I was going to put infinity war over civil war. Um, and, in the end, I ended up putting Civil War above it because I just think that just, you know, with, you know, and as I was saying before, this is kind of an Avengers movie without it being called an Avengers movie. But you just have that central, let's just have a central storyline between these two characters uh, as opposed to maybe like every single character getting their due and getting their say. Um, but yeah, just just oh god there really is so much i can say about captain america civil war this is definitely my favorite captain america film out of the uh, of captain america films that we've gotten in the marvel cinematic universe although i did love uh winter soldier and that was a uh that was a that was sort of i guess you could say that's an honorable mention into this list uh but yeah at number two captain america civil war and here it is folks my number one favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film of all time is drum roll. I don't know if you can hear that drum roll, but it is the one that started it all. Iron Man. God, Iron Man is such a fun ride. Some of you might be surprised by the fact that I put this movie at number one, considering the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe film series got better as the years went on. But the reason I put this one at number one is for a few reasons. One, as I said at the top, this was the one that started it all. This was the launching point for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and it was, you know, the first we were introduced to Iron Man before any of the other heroes. And, you know, we had a kind of a um, a vague kind of the I would say the general population had a kind of a vague knowledge of who Iron Man was. Certainly fans of the comic books certainly knew who Iron Man was. But, you know, 
Iron Man had yet to get the full feature film treatment uh, before 2008 when this film came out. Uh, but this is just... But this was when we were introduced to him on such a full scale. And this is such a fun, entertaining ride. And another reason that I put this movie uh, at number one on the list is simply for just being one of the ultimate comeback stories in Hollywood history. Because when Robert Downey Jr. was cast to play Tony Stark... um, you know, a lot of people were a little bit skeptical about it because this was at a time when he wasn't really doing that all that well in his career. He kind of had, you know, it was it's fairly well documented that he had a lot of problems uh, throughout all of his career with a lot of drug issues and a lot of, you know, uh, sort of um, not good choices Um in his uh, film selection, he hadn't really done anything that was sort of worth remembering um, for the latter part of his career before Iron Man. But then he was cast as Iron Man and you cannot literally find a they couldn't have picked a better person to be Tony Stark. Uh, he just embodied that character. You can tell that this was a character that he was born to play. Um, if another actor had been cast, I do, I honestly don't think that it would have been the same. I really don't. Um, he, this was a role that was made for Robert Downey Jr. And they certainly made the right call when they casted him. Um, now of course, every, but of course, you know, it's fairly well documented. Now everybody knows how great Tony, uh, how great Robert Downey Jr. is as Iron Man. Um, because you know, it's just, it's just facts, you know, the sky is blue, grass is green, and Robert Downey Jr. is great as Iron Man. <laughs> I don't mean really what else you can say. Um, but I remember, God, I remember seeing this movie when it came out, and I remember seeing this movie, I remember going to see this movie three times when it came out that summer. I loved it so much. I saw it the first time, and I loved it, and I immediately went back the following weekend to see it again with a group of friends. And then I, and then later in the summer, I ended up seeing it again. And then when I finally got, uh, when I got of uh, Iron Man, this movie on DVD, yeah, DVD kids, uh, <laughs> remember those? Uh, some of you might be thinking, what's a DVD? Since nobody plays them anymore. But I remember, and I would just watch this movie over and over and over again. It was my favorite movie for a while and it just really does hold a special place in my heart um because this was my favorite marvel movie for a while and i am you know over the years it kind of uh switched up and down um between which one was my favorite oh this one's actually my favorite oh civil war is my favorite oh and then ended up being infinity war for a little bit last year but as i was making this list just for the overall sort of what it did for for marvel and just sort of breaking the notions of what we could or couldn't do in a comic book movie this was certain this certainly broke the rules for everything Everybody cast in this, everybody in this movie is just note perfect for their roles. Jeff Bridges, oh my God, the legend Jeff Bridges is just so great in this movie. And, you know, of course, you have to get a little bit of a shout out to uh, the director of this movie, John Favreau, 
who is really the director who kickstarted this thing. Uh, he directed, um, he directed the first two Iron Man's. I don't think he did the third one. Um, but he really is the person who, and again, who would have thought that he would have been the right person to direct a big comic book movie. Uh, and if you actually listen to an interview he did with, uh, he went on Kevin Smith's podcast, um, I guess maybe about five years ago, a while back. And he kind of explained his process for making a big comic book movie because, you know, he comes from the indie world from doing, you know, swingers and doing all those movies from back in the day. So, you know, you kind of wonder why he would kind of be the right person to direct a big Marvel comic book movie. And it actually kind of did start that trend a little bit because, you know, throughout the Marvel cinematic universe, we've gotten indie directors to come in and direct these giant blockbuster films. And John Favreau was the one that really kind of started that trend. So hats off to John Favreau for that. Um, but you know, some could say he was the person that uh, kickstarted this whole thing, along with Kevin Feige, who's done such an amazing job of running the whole show since 2008. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, some of you might be a little bit surprised that I did put Iron Man at the top of my list, but for those reasons alone, and for the Jane, for the main factor of I just put this movie in a, I hold this movie in a special place in my heart uh, because this is. I, this actually is my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe film. So, um, yeah, um, hopefully I didn't upset too many people with that list. Uh, but there you go. At number one, Iron Man. And there you have it, folks. That is my top five list of my personal favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Wanted to run off a bit of a... Um, a bit of a honorary list, uh, honorable mentions, I guess you could say, um, Captain America, the winter soldier is absolutely fantastic. This, uh, winter soldier almost made the list, but it didn't quite make it there. Uh, but if, uh, if I was going to make a top 10, the winter soldier would certainly be on there. Um, I actually, I actually, I actually really like the first Thor a lot. Not too many people are big fans of the first Thor, but I actually liked it a lot for what it was. Thor Ragnarok, of course, was absolutely. I was kind of kicking myself that I didn't put ended up putting it on the list. Thor Ragnarok is just awesome. Uh, just one of the best comedies uh, of the past ten years. Uh, just oh man, just such a great movie. Thor Ragnarok that would be on a top ten list for sure. Um, I like Iron Man two a lot. Um, that isn't really one that pops up on a lot of people's list. I know a lot of people were very divisive about Iron Man two, but I actually liked Iron Man two more than most people did. Um, again, three, I, I didn't really care all that much for Iron Man three, but Iron Man two, I actually really like a lot. Uh, I can overlook some of the flaws of that movie, um, because I ended up having a really good time with it. Uh, I ended up liking the first Captain America a lot. Uh, I liked Dr. Strange. Ant-Man was certainly a possibility of um, one to put on this list. Um, I loved uh, just, you know, now it's just so crazy now seeing Paul Rudd as a big action Marvel superhero, which is just absolutely insane to think about. Um, what are some of the other, other uh, honorable mentions on this list? Um uh, I, I really liked, uh, this is technically a part of it. The incredible Hulk. I'm going through the list right now as I'm recording this, the first, uh, well, the incredible Hulk, uh, I actually did like that version with Edward Norton. Uh, but in the end, I'm glad that Mark Ruffalo took the reins as the incredible Hulk. Um, some people were complaining about, Oh, why doesn't uh, Mark Ruffalo get his own standalone, 
uh, an Incredible Hulk movie. Honestly, I don't think we need it. The Hulk's pretty established at this point. Uh, but then again, we did get a spot, another Spider-Man reboot. So, you know, who knows? But uh, I actually did really enjoy the uh, Edward Norton Incredible Hulk. It certainly is better than that Eric Bana Ang Lee Hulk, which was just boring as hell uh, from about 2003 or four. Um, but yeah, and obviously, of course, the Avengers, the first Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. Those were honorable mentions that didn't make the list, but that was my top five list of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Hopefully I didn't piss off too many people from the um, by making this list. I know there's going to be a lot of people yelling at me wondering why this movie didn't make the cut or this movie is better than that. Why'd you put this movie at number three? Blah, 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 blah. Why'd you put this movie ahead of this movie? I get it, but it's completely fine because in the end of the day, this is just my opinion, folks. And that's all it is. And that is all it is. <laughs> all it is, all it is. And how it's been since the beginning. But thank you so much for uh, joining me for another episode of Nikki B's Movie Corner. And as always.